In business and life, relationships are everything. Welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams, clients, and those that promote and refer them. Here's your host, business trainer and leader of the People Catalyst team, Carla Nelson. And welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, my good friend, Alan Fadden. Hello, Carla. Hey, good day, welcome. sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm welcome. <laughs> that was me earlier today. <laughs> it's, a, it's a busy day and I just, my words weren't coming out right. I was thinking of too many things at one time. I uh, have to focus, focus. So, um, well, I'm excited about what we're talking about here today. Uh, I know that we recorded the previous two-part series and we broke down the exact process of ideation and implementation because they're completely different, even though the players are the same. And so go back to that podcast after you get through this, if you have any confusion around how you move between ideation and implementation, because we contextually went through the process. Now we're going to get real specific on how to use the process not necessarily going into all those specifics in the previous two-part series, but we're going to apply it then and show you why it's so critical to have a process and how things can get completely messed up. Uh, just, I mean, everybody's been <laughs> in that meeting on that team, right? Where, it, or uh, they always say what it takes twice the amount of time, twice the amount of budget, and I would even venture to say it's more than that frequently. And so that's what we're going to talk about here today. And we are so fortunate to have Alan on this call because uh, I'm not sure, Alan's probably one of the most humble people I know, if not the most humble person I know. And, uh, but Alan's been a creative director for goodness, a very long time. You've won more awards or I know a lot. I don't even know how many, Alan, you probably have so many under your belt uh, after having an agency for 30 years and working with people like Mike Beck and Bill Murray and Paul McCarthy and just really meeting some cool people and has traveled all around the world talking about this specific, uh, uh, not only process, but then using the process through this creative process in order to, in the you know previous, Alan, it was probably TV and 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 um, right pre-internet. Yeah, the, and now it's like shifting, right? The media, uh, our media, yeah, the media we use is shifting. But you've been this is a science, right? And so it's both a science of figuring out what to do, ideation, and how to do it, implementation. And we need everyone playing the game, but we need you playing the game at different times. So you have to have two parts in every team, both on ideation implementation so that your team, it, it, because it kind of breaks down into two categories. If you um, are willing to do what you decided to do, okay, but not able to implement it. And I would even see people not willing to, not only being not able to implement an ideation, but just not putting their feet in dragging them on implementation, right? It's like, they're just, they're willing, but not able. Yep. The second group of people are people that are able to do it, but not willing, right? So this is when you don't have buy-in, 
you're able to get it done, but not willing. I guess I jumped on, <laughs> I <laughs> spoke a little too soon. I actually said the two pieces and then went back, but willing, not able, able, not willing, basically. So these are two groups we often end up with when we're trying to figure out what to do and figure out how to implement it. And this is really critical. So Alan, why don't you walk us through the three step or tier process in regards to when you're looking to develop um, you know, what to say, how to say it. Well, yes. And it's interesting too, because uh, one of the things that has happened, and this happens oftentimes in the uh, advent of a disruptive new technology like the internet, is that uh, we lost a lot of the process and a lot of the distinctions we used to make when we develop uh, marketing communications. You know, it became very formulaic once the internet came in because uh, it was mostly based on the, the methods of direct marketing people, which tend to be very tactical wow, and tend to follow a formula. What you just said, that is so true. Actually, they even teach all marketers to market that way on the internet, not just in the long, crazy landing pages, but how to get more of this without this. I mean, they literally yeah. give you the, the fill in the blank, right? It's a template, you fill in yeah. the blank. And, 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 I, and, the, and the names of the projects are that, are that way too. Oh my gosh, I never even, I mean, I knew it to be true, but I just thought of it in a different way, I guess, in the application of so many places across the internet. Yeah, so true. So uh, let's go down to a basic, and this might help all of you uh, sort the, some things out. Uh, a great process is, is to forget about the formulas and focus on what you want to do and focus on your market. So step one is the strategy. And that's just simply what to say to whom. What's our message and who's that target person we're talking to? Because oftentimes we can solve a problem for them. And with, without getting it mixed up with techniques and visuals and copy and headlines and things like that, instead, just get a raw message down. What are we saying? Who are we saying it to? Okay. Uh, then, and only then, once everybody agrees upon that, and what we do is we use uh, our ideation process to make sure everybody agrees on it and has input into it. Then we get into tactics, and there are really two pillars in tactics. One of them is, we talked about the what to say to whom, is the how to say it. So are we going to say it in words, pictures, memes? Are we going to have a headline? Are we going to be provocative? Are we going to be newsy? Are we going to be very straightforward? Are we going to be boring? How are we going to be? In other words, the how to say it is the words and the pictures, but it's all based on the strategy, the what to say to whom. So how you say that message then gives it power, gives it the ability to engage. So that's tactic number one. Some people call it the creative. It's the words and pictures, it's tactic number one. Tactic number two, and this often gets confused with, with number one, is where to say it. What's the media? So just as uh, before the internet, people would advertise on radio and television and billboards and newspaper and print magazines. Now people are advertising on Facebook, on Google, and so forth. But it's, My goodness, nothing it's, has it's changed. endless. I can't even believe yes. there's still more <laughs> popping up. It's like, oh. 
And, and so it's just the where to say it. And it really has very little to do with your strategy, has very little to do with your creative decisions. But people tend to confuse these things. So strategy, what to say to whom, tactics, tactic number one, how to say it, which is your creative, and uh, tactic number two, media, where to say it. And the media part is based a lot on the numbers. Who are you reaching? What does it cost us? How often should we re, uh, try to reach them? And the tactic of the creative is very much based on, and this will surprise some people, based on it's an art. It's based on intuition. It's on gut feel. And how do you get a powerful message? A lot of people do them, but they don't know how they're doing it. And so uh, we even have some processes well, for and that, but not reason, getting them today. Yes. And the reason why this is so important is because you hit the nail on the head. Marketing. Well, what does that mean to start with? And then as you said, Alan, everyone's like, oh yeah, let's do some social media marketing. Well, you've already gone and jumped a whole bunch of parts <laughs> of the process. And how many times do either bosses or leaders or business owners go to somebody and say, hey, we need to market on social media, start there, right? <laughs> it's like, it yeah. probably happens more like that than the opposite. And even Absolutely. if it doesn't happen that way, it's still, if you do not have a process by which you make decisions and implement decisions, right? Ideation, implementation, then we step all over each other. And that's why it doesn't work. Also, when you don't, so first is not having a process, right? Which that's probably 90, what, 5% of businesses yeah. out there. And you, you, at least 90, hey, we looked at the last podcast, we did a ton of research on that 90% of CEOs leave because they can't get an idea done. 90% of businesses fail our startups fail i mean it's just it doesn't have to be that way and so the reason why it doesn't work when obviously not having a process or a balanced team so i we've done this how many times alan we go into a company and every single person in the company is an early adopter or you've got like you know you always see it blow up when you've got like you know four shakers uh no movers or a single mover or a secondary mover in some place one loan prover and no makers it's like yep. there's a startup for you by the way that's the way most and the prover is yep. always the tech guy that always gets pushed out and not it's just you hand them stuff most of it's the predictable everything that's going to happen once you know the makeup of the team it is and that's why it's so important to have a balanced team and then the next pitfall it's hard if you don't have a process, even if you just have a balanced team, if you don't have a process by which you're agreeing on making decisions and implementing decisions, you're going to run into an issue there. Alan and I always laugh about this. Uh, actually, our whole, whole team laughs about this and anybody that we um, have taught the process to is that you, we teach you need a balanced team. You need a balanced team. And it's like, Let's teach you how it's hard to have a balanced team. Let's teach you how it's hard to the pitfalls associated with having a balanced team when you don't have a process, right? The other thing is if you don't get buy-in from the entire team, so we need you all, we need you at different times in the process. And so you have to get buy-in both on using the process and then buy-in for whatever you decide to do and buy-in when you're doing it. So we don't run into those two things we were talking about earlier, willing not able and able not willing right that's okay. right and uh, it's interesting too because 
uh, as you increase the balance on your team, which means you've got, you're getting more toward having everyone involved, you also increase the uh, ability to have a lot of argument. And so what happens is, and conflict, and so it's kind of a paradox. Uh, if you're missing one profile, for example, the team's in trouble. If you're missing two, the team is usually a disaster. Why? Because you've all gone off in one direction and haven't considered uh, all, all, all the uh, points. Uh, however, as you get that balanced team, you get more of a, a, a problem of conflict rearing up. And we've all been in those meetings where an idea goes up, bang, it's shot down. The idea launched, bang, shot down. And so doing the process and keeping everyone in their lane is a is a great way to uh, to keep your team get a balanced team a fully team where there's every point of view but also the process then keeps the conflict at bay yes 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 and so and i just want to reiterate that the reason we're going big picture here and if you need to know the we talked about the, these specific things, both in ideation implementation on the specific process in the previous podcast. It's a two-part series. You can go and listen to that because if we put that all into one podcast, you wouldn't have little pieces and bits of, of being able to get this and learn this because one thing about this process is that it looks really simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy, right? It's real simple to climb to the top of Mount Everest. But I would venture to say all those people that fell in the bottom would say it was not easy, right? I mean, isn't that crazy? Let me go do something where you can actually see a whole bunch of people that fell to their deaths below you. It's like crazy to me, but so simple, not easy. And so I also wanna reiterate before we get into breaking this down, because we're gonna share with you, uh, with the people catalyst, what our strategy, what our tactics and the media we choose. So one of the things I want to reiterate is the marketing aspect of it, of don't use the standard formula as Alan went through how the uh, internet came along and it actually shifted the way we do marketing because we don't get this small feedback of information as well. And we've kind of approached things from a cookie cutter aspect. Uh, and so that has shifted, even though it also has stayed the same, right? With, if you look at direct marketing and landing pages, yeah. right? So, so it's like divide and conquer. The problem is that when everything's merged together like that, it's really hard to understand what you're doing. But if you separate the what to say from the how to say it, now you've got something you can look at that's much more simple and you can make an informed decision on. Yeah, so instead of using the standard formula, let the creative and uh, the tactics power the strategy, right? And Absolutely. you don't have to know all this. You just need to know the process, guys. That's the great part about a process. It so it seems so complicated, but we're sitting here talking to Alan and we've been in business about combined for a long time, but individually, what, Alan, you're at like 35 years, 30, 35 years? I mean, I'm at about 20. Uh, you're maybe even longer, but you actually had a real job at some part in your career, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> I never had one of those. <laughs> oh, no, that's not totally true. I worked at a title company uh, before I got my broker's license between like 18 and 19. I saw those checks rolling in and I was like, I think I'm sitting on the wrong side of the desk here. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so we've, you know, experienced this, used it, and now... Uh, train thousands and thousands of uh, uh, 
people on it and in this method. So remember, it's the process. When things fall, what do you pull out of your toolbox? Tools. The Hoodoo method is the largest contextual tool to use. It's the first go-to tool. Yes. Do we have 50 other tools in that toolbox? Yes. Do you want to learn how to develop channel relationships, referral partners? Yes. I can go on and on with the tools in your toolbox. But when you run into confusion and you have the willing, not able, able, not willing, and you're having frustration, all of those things. Because remember, Edwards Deming, 94% of failure is process failure, not people failure. So as soon as you feel the need to point the finger, what you do is come back to the table. And based off where you're in the process, ideation, implementation, go back. I know I've said this over and over, but listen to the two-part series. It's not that long so that you can get that ebb and flow that goes between the two. If you know them separately, you can feel the ebb and flow that happens as you're working into what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? Up, oh, roadblock. Okay, go back, go back. It's this dance that happens between the two. And again, all the players are the same. It's just that the process, the steps are different. Okay. All right. So let's use our example where it was funny. Alan and I were thinking about, mm -hmm. oh, what story could we use? We're like, why don't we use our own? Yeah. <laughs> right? And so, you know, of course we run the process. Everybody, even if you're a solopreneur out there, you don't need to have a team in order to do this, but you do need to identify someone's core nature of work and then invite them to the meeting. Right. So, and this might be, if you're in real estate, it could be, you know, the person um, that is managing the office. It could be uh, the, your title rep. It could be your underwriter uh, for you know, your insurance per, like it could be anybody, but find them and make sure that you are not going at it alone or else, you know, you've run into those statistics of not being able to get stuff done, not being able to scale, not all those things that you read about one-on-one -on -one in every single marketing aspect on the internet, I swear people are, no wonder they're skeptical because half of that stuff, it's, you know, they act like they can wave a magic wand and just fix anything in the business. And that is not how it works. And there's 150 things to manage in a day, but you have to have a process. That's the best way that you can overcome your challenges and your frustration and all those corporate words that we have for it, change management, employee engagement, all of that stuff. So, so with the people catalyst after, gosh, how much research did we actually do before we came up with the strategy? Not, not a lot, gosh, no, from the just, time we launched it, huh? We used our own process, which was yeah. a lot and, of companies don't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So use your own process, right? Um, <laughs> and it's funny because you, 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 that is a great point because you can stray away, especially when you know something really well, you're like, oh, it's almost like what's easy for you then ends up being the thing that's not obvious for you. So that's right. why learning this process is so critical. Uh, and so, yeah, we had a meeting and we came together and especially because we decided to move this face-to-face, -face, you know, online train, not online, face-to-face -face training in person, right? You had to have a live person. It costs a lot of money to do that. That type of speaking um, and training to then give it to the masses because we what we did is looked around and said, man, we'd really like to give it to everybody that can, you know, afford or make it affordable for everybody that's in business, regardless of, and that has smaller businesses or that supports other businesses so that they can use the training to make life a lot easier. When we started looking at 70% of people hate their jobs, well, 
this can solve that, the majority of that. So support movers, dun, 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 right? That's our strategy. And it can, came out of just looking at our own process and seeing that if something's gonna get started and launched, it's gonna be done by a mover. And that's the person who's the point person on our ideation part of the process. Now, it's really interesting, I think, is that no matter how well you learn this process, how much success you have on it, if you are not careful, you're gonna abandon it immediately. And you'll only use it or you'll go, oh, yeah, I'm gonna use it, but I'm gonna put my own little twist on it. And so what happens is that it can not work for you. And I'll give you an example of that. Um, this is back with the, some of the baseball teams we were working with. And uh, in the city of Portland, they had a AAA baseball team there. And the mayor wanted us to do a promotion that would get national attention. So uh, <laughs> we used the process. And it was right, uh, right about the time of the Enron scandal. <laughs> I knew where you were going with this. And so we came up with a promotion uh, of the accounting firm that had cooked the books was called Arthur Anderson and they went out of business right away after the scandal came out. So we had Arthur Anderson appreciation night at the ballpark and uh, our offer was this, uh, come on into the ballpark, it costs $5 to get into the game and we'll give you a receipt for $10 for tax purposes. <laughs> And of course, if you have incriminating papers at home, just like the Enron thing, hey, come on in because uh, we have a free shredder in every section in the ballpark <laughs> and you can get rid of your incriminating papers. I'm sure that that, that did draw national headlines because well, Enron was already in the national headlines, right? So Absolutely. I was really in the Seattle time. airport and I looked up at the screen and they had uh, ESPN on and they were talking about this promotion on ESPN. And I looked over on the other side and they had CNN on and they were talking about that on CNN as well. So it, uh, it got all the publicity. Now, we didn't run the process all the way through. Now, yeah, that's because it got kiboshed because the leadership, and by the way, if you were a leader, you guys are the, at fault on this. Like the CEO yep. can derail this quicker than anything because of the old way of doing work, which is because I said so, instead of we're committed to the process, everyone gets to, has to commit to the process because what happened is I got handed over prior to the process being completed. Ooh, this is great. We're just gonna be awesome. Okay, give it to me. They're so happy to take credit for everything super quick too, mm -hmm. because again, this was con you know consulting, <laughs> using the method on the front end and then not finishing using it. Didn't the finish. So what happens? The, uh, the promotion gets put in a news release and sent out by somebody on the staff, goes right to the media. They run these stories, and that's great, except nobody talked to the provers and said, hey, blow every hole you can in this idea. What can go wrong? Well, you can imagine some of the <laughs> things that might go wrong, but um, probably the biggest one was that <laughs> at the time, was, <laughs> the, the title of the like, title sponsor of the team was Portland Gas and Electric. And uh, I guess who owned them? Enron. Be, yeah, Enron. I'd be cheating if I said, I was like, should I say? <laughs> so that, that, uh, and, and at first you would think, okay, and I can already tell you, by the way, had I not known anything about this, which isn't the, the case, obviously, 
This always happens. And that was an early adoptive team. Woohoo, this is exciting. We're learning everything. And then the other side, uh, if you don't have a prover, didn't poke the hole in it. I mean, we've got pictures of products that you could tell a prover. <laughs> There's a couple mugs out there that's like, got your provers. I mean, it's like, did you not see what that actually says? when they didn't intend something, right? So you didn't poke the holes in it, or it's the opposite where you've got a whole bunch of later adopters and they don't want to change anything and don't want to adopt anything new, right? So you could always tell each team that you work with usually is heavy on one side. And this one was definitely heavy on the early adopters who wanted to take credit for work as well. So, uh, so that's, that's what happens. It's really easy to say, okay, you know, we don't need to do the rest of this. We know what we're going to do. Well, don't do it. Don't stop until you are done and you will avoid all kinds of problems if you run the process all the way through. In fact, uh, we've gotten to a point where most of the evidence says that the only way this process doesn't work is when you don't do it that's or it. don't finish it. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one too. We could add that too when you don't finish it because that's also, you can't go halfway. You have to use the process in its entirety to get things done. So, okay. So then we move on mm -hmm. to, of course, the tactic out of support movers, which one of the tactics was we had to create our vision. And you know your vision doesn't have to be the same as your tagline, but it ended up being the same in ours. We decided that using the process. And then the output of that was to revolutionize the way work is done because we want everyone on our team. First of all, we wanted to speak to the movers, right? Because in the reason why guys, 15% of the population says yes to an idea, movers are, and that's why we're taught to actually with the law of diffusion of innovations that it says Simon Sinek start with why is the closest they've been able to get right, which is speak this way to your customers. What we're saying is go back and use the same process with your team so that they, you get that buy-in and then use the process, the marketing aspect of first strategy. And then our tactic for our vision and tagline ended up being revolutionize the way work is done, which our entire team helped build and believes it. And so everybody who sees it now, we want them to go, yes, work is broken. We want to fix it. Yep. So when we, when we get to that, one of the things we want to do is be as clear as possible about when you're done with one phase of it. For example, ideation. A lot of people will go on and on and really not be sure when they're done. So, so here's a great word, agreement. Once, once you get everybody's agreement, on the, the early adopter, the late adopter, the movers, the shakers, the provers, the makers, they all agree this is the way to go, then you've reached a point where you're ready to switch from ideation to implementation. And uh, if you actually have the makers in the room, you got to listen to part the first yes. part series because you can't have them in the room, they have to sit in a different spot than their maker spot. But, uh, you know, it, I just wanted to do that caveat yeah. on there. Sure, absolutely. And so once you have that agreement, guess what? You're still not going to get it done. And that's why phase two is implementation. And so this is a guy named Mark Feldman who wrote a book by this title. And it's a, it's a kid's story, but it's one of my 
one of my favorites, and he tells the story in the book. And his his book is about mergers and acquisitions, but it fits so, in so many places. And that is, it's a riddle. Uh, five frogs sat on a log. One of them decided to jump off. How many frogs were left? And of course, uh, you'll get all kinds of answers. Usually people will say four. You know, I could do the math. One frog, five minus one is four. And that's not the correct answer. So the correct answer is five. Well, how could one frog decide to jump off and five were left? Because deciding is not doing. And, mm -hmm. that's, and that's even when you get the agreement, you have to have the second part of the process, which is implementation. Yes. Same players, different steps, different way that you move through all four core natures of work. So that, by the way, I didn't know you knew the guy who wrote that story. That's hilarious. I, used, I learned that. I must have read the book or read it in, when I was in elementary school or something like that because I knew the answer when you asked me. Yeah. He didn't <laughs> invent the story. He just repurposed it for his, uh, oh, his very merger cool. and acquisition book. But uh, oh, very, very, cool. very appropriate. Very cool. So then you move to implementation. And by the way, people start here often. Okay, and this is a big, big challenge for small businesses, especially. And in corporate America, it's the opposite. They just can't get anything done because they have to have 50 people say yes. So, you know, but so it, government has a different challenge, nonprofits have a different challenge. But if you use the process, none of that matters. Okay, so then we decide, well, okay, what is the media that we are going to use in order to base this marketing strategy and our message which ended up being our vision and tagline how to revolu or revolutionize the way work is done so we decided it was uh several different ways that we were going to do it that ended up integrating we can't go into all those steps obviously that's for a different training and our podcast but we decided to have a podcast social media we have email marketing video marketing webinar and training so some trainings are live and then some webinars are, um, they're virtual, but live, right? But it's still, we go, we teach and train something and then convert that into uh, clients. And then speaking engagements, right? That are, in a, speaking and training are very different. Training is going through the process. Speaking is telling you about the big picture of the process. Typically training ends up being like longer, not if it's, not if it's on a webinar though, we have to shorten it because people can't sit and watch a webinar longer than 90 minutes. And then speaking engagements are typically between 30 and 45 minutes, right? And so we get this agreement from the team and then we move to implementation, which again, part two of the previous series will walk you through this dance. Yep. And what typically happens is somebody walks in, hey, we need to do some marketing. We need to do some social media marketing. Okay, all right, here, go do it. <laughs> and, yeah. And what's your what's your plan? Uh, our plan is Facebook, and uh, our plan is uh, Instagram. Well, that's not a plan. That's a that may be a media plan, but it it uh, there's no strategy and there's there is no uh, message. Mm -hmm. That's and, and so these people they're all blanks, and then. What you do is somebody just goes off and makes decisions by themselves and you wonder what, what happened 
And this is why agencies fail too, because people come to them and they don't get the whole enchilada, even if they know how to do the work because it's expensive and it takes time if you can't do it yourself. Uh, and if they're not using the process, they're running into the same problems behind the scenes, by the way, at their agency, yes. is that they, they jump, you're trying to get to implementing the strategy and whatever tactic you're using for it. And what happens is, you have you don't have the basis it's like trying to build a house without a foundation right so you're going to somebody saying hey build me a house and then you're telling them, well we don't have a foundation yet right and yep. so that's why it's super important to understand those three parts um what to say to whom how to say it so your platform where to say it and how often is your media separate them all and you have to use the process of ideation and then implementation and how do you know when you're done with ideation? You're done when you've made the decision. You mean implementation? Um, so oh, I'm no, starting you're sorry. With, I'm reviewing oh, you're good. Thank ideation. You. Yep. Thank you. Uh, with ideation, you've made a decision, and uh, all different people, movers, shakers, provers, and makers agree on it. And, and as Carla said, bring the makers into the meeting, make sure they agree on it. And then how do you know when you're done with implementation? Because you can't implement uh, if you uh, go the regular route because it's going to die. But you'll know you're done with implementation when the work is done. The tasks are done. You've got we did it. There's yeah. the high five moments. We that's did when, it. Yay. That's when you start seeing just money if you're an online company, right? Everything you did implemented and the, now you've got a well-oiled machine. And by the way, it's still not over from there, guys. So then you have to continually use that process in the dance because you know what? You might have to change some of your tactics. You might have to change the media because something's not working or, and then what do you do? You come back to the table of, I ran into a challenge. My conversion isn't working. I need some, and this is the prover talking. I need something. Prover goes to the mover, mover goes to the shaker. And that's why it's so important to understand who you go to during what time and what you're doing. And so again, the process is very simple. It's just not easy. So And, and just to, to jump in with one quick thing, Carla, uh, is that it's most easy to abandon this after you've done it successfully. You know, you do it once and, oh, we don't need to do that again. And it yeah. reminds me of one of my favorite memes about somebody doing housework and it said, I dusted, it came back. I'm not <laughs> falling for that again. <laughs> that's pretty much what happens when people, again, they don't want to run it again because they already did the, oh, that's old hat now. Let's move on to something else. Well, no, so the process is never old hat when it works and it makes things better and easier. You got it. You got it. And... If you learn how to do it, chances are your competitors won't. You will have such an edge, it will be crazy. It will be worth learning the process. And if you can just find a way to remind yourself to do that, use the process. I know we say it like, what, at least 100 times on every podcast, but you know, <laughs> people and Well, because they're not going to do it. Yeah, human nature. We've given this gift to so many people and just watch it, pay for it and not use it, guys. It's just amazing to me. So, but you find your movers, find your movers, find your movers. There's one assessment uh, that has been created, ours, 
the who do assessment that you can use in order to do that. So if you have questions about ideation implementation, again, go to the previous two part series we did on it. And until then, Alan Fan, do you have anything to add, by the way, before we sign off? Uh, that was uh, beautiful just the way it was. Fantastic. And feel free to send us in any topic that you'd like us to cover. We can contextually, uh, you know, communicate the who do method with any process in any area of the business. And uh, until then, my friend, we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to the People Catalyst podcast. And remember, it's a good life.